On the show today, we'll get into the Outlaw Weekend at Volusia, talk Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic, plus we've got news from Tyler Courtney and Jacob Allen. Let's go. Today is Monday, January 24th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. It just wasn't meant to be at Volusia over the weekend for the World of Outlaws Late Model Series. The Thursday features got postponed to Friday afternoon. The Friday night racing got pushed to Saturday because of rain. And then on Saturday, the rest of the weekend was sacked because that wet weather just wouldn't go away. So in the end, we got one race completed with plans to finish the Friday racing coming up in a few weeks at Dirt Car Nationals. The Saturday racing was completely canceled. The racing we did get to see certainly had folks talking as Volusia got rough both days and caused quite a bit of carnage. According to Word of Outlaws Sprint Car Series race director Mike Hess on Twitter, the track brought in 300 loads of clay in December to add to the surface, and what was brought in was pretty wet and it still hasn't fully dried out. He thinks that's what led to some of the issues. He went on to say that the added clay was needed because the track was thin in places, and the 100 loads they brought in last year just wasn't enough. Hopefully, with a few weeks still to go before DCN, they are able to keep working on the surface and get things ironed out before the sprint cars and the modifieds get there. As for the one feature we did get to see, what a day it was for Dale McDowell on Friday. In 2021, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer and unsure if he'd ever race again. But after surgery and months of recovery, McDowell was back in the car for the first time this weekend and he showed no signs of slowing down. He was third quick in his qualifying group, won the first heat race, and picked up the pole for the feature in the, uh, in the redraw. While chaos ensued behind him, McDowell led all 30 laps en route to the $10,000 win. It was his 13th career series win and first since 2016 with the Outlaws. Dennis Herb Jr., Kyle Larson, Chris Madden, and Hudson O'Neill completed the top five. It was a tough day for several drivers, including Ryan Gustin, Josh Richards, Devin Moran, and others who were involved in multiple incidents throughout the race. As series regulars, Gustin and Richards will be looking to rebound when the Outlaws come back to Volusia in February. And in my year-long quest to pick winners and make a complete fool of myself, both me and the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula are now 0 for 1. The formula had Shepard uh, for that Thursday race, and I had Moran. Moran had a good run going, but ended up in the wall and out of the race. McDowell made everyone look a little foolish on Friday. We'll try again this week to get some picks right, as a lot of these late model competitors are now off to Golden Isle Speedway in Georgia for the Lucas opener. And that racing starts on Thursday, and we'll have a lot more on that later in the week. And consequently, I've never actually made Lucas picks before with the analytics prediction formula, so this will be the first time we do that. Down under this weekend, the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic at Premier Speedway wrapped up. Lachlan McHugh won the opening night back on Friday, and the Saturday program was the second of the two prelim nights. Things were lining up really well for James McFadden, who went quick time, won both of his heat races, and sat on the pole of the feature. He led most of that race, but caught an infield tire with 10 laps to go, and that let Grant Anderson slip by for the lead. In the closing circuits, the leaders were in pretty heavy lap traffic, but Anderson was able to keep McFadden and Marcus Dumsney at bay to take the $10,000 win. Dumsney ended up second, J-Mac was third, Grant Stansfield fourth, and Ryan Jones completed the top five. On Sunday for the big show, there was $30,000 on the line in the 40-lapper. 
McHugh and McFadden led the field to green from the front row. Carson Macedo actually had to come through a B-main to make the feature, and he started 23rd. Once green, McHugh led the first couple, but then McFadden took over. The race went caution-free, so lap traffic was a factor all race long. With 15 to go, McHugh was able to work by McFadden for the lead, and in the final laps, J-Mac just couldn't mount a charge. McHugh held him off and grabbed one of the biggest wins of his career so far. McFadden finished second, Corey McCullough was third, Grant Anderson fourth, and Jamie Veal completed the top five. Ian Madsen finished sixth, Macedo was able to hard charge from 23rd to 8th, Robbie Farr was 10th, and Marcus Dumsney finished 11th. In the 49 runnings of the Classic, McHugh is just the 27th driver to win it. And if uh, McHugh's name sounds familiar to you, it should. He came over to the United States last summer and ran a bunch of races, including starts with the Outlaws and All-Stars. He grabbed Outlaw Top 10s at Lawrenceburg and Eldora, and All-Star Top 10s at Fremont, Sharon, and Portsmouth. He was actually a Fast Series winner at Waynesfield in July as well. He's definitely another Aussie in the line who could make a serious impact both in his home country and in the States if he so chooses. There's no reason to think he couldn't follow names like the Madsense, J-Mac, and so many others who have had success over here. If you want more from the Classic Weekend, check out Toby Balboa's Sprint Car Hub YouTube channel. He's got a bunch of content from the weekend. And Toby is a former racer himself and a past Dirt Tracker Conversations guest. I'll link his channel in the description below. Out in Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Dirt Nationals this weekend, Garrett Williamson and Garen Linder picked up the Bandits Outlaw Sprint Series victories on Friday and Saturday. And the weekend modified winners included Colin Hibden and Brian Ruhlman. XR has upcoming February events at Texas and again at Las Vegas before they return to Bristol later in March. Over the weekend, the national sprint car fields continued to become more clear with news from Tyler Courtney and more tweets from Jacob Allen. First, Colossal Marshall Racing announced that they are returning full-time to the All-Star Circuit of Champions with driver Tyler Courtney to defend their 2021 championship. I think there was some thought out there that maybe after the title run, they'd make the jump to the Outlaws, but it's probably the right move to come back to the All-Stars for another year. Talking to Matt Weaver at Racing America, it sounds like Sunshine and the team almost weren't quite expecting to have the success they did right out of the box, but they know they have more work to do as a team before they decide to make the leap with the Outlaws. The speed is certainly there, but to compete on the road for 80-plus nights, your program and logistics better be right. Another year with the All-Stars will allow that CMR group to keep working in that direction. Sunshine appeared 18 times with the Outlaws in 2021, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a similar slate of races on that side this season. They'll hit the big shows like the Kings Royal and Knoxville Nationals and then sprinkle in other Outlaw starts in between their All-Star commitments. Remember in all of this that even though they won the championship, that last month of the All-Star season in 2021 was no cakewalk for the CMR7 bunch. Over their final nine races, they had one top five and two top tens, and seven finishes of 12th or worse, including a 20th and a 25th at Port Royal and a 22nd at Eldora. They'll need to turn the tide and get off to a good start this season, as you know everyone will be gunning for them. After the year they had in 2021, they won't surprise anyone this season. The target will squarely be on their back, with names like Corey Eliasson, Zeb Wise, Hunter Schoenberg, and a whole host of others chasing them. The All-Star season opens in a few weeks at Sonoya in Georgia. As for Jacob Allen and the All-Stars, it would appear as though he's planning on being back full-time. Two recent tweets seem to indicate a return to the series, even though off-season rumors swirled about his future and potentially not being on the road. 
It will be Allen's ninth full-time season, and he's going to run that cool Knoxville throwback scheme all season on his 1A machine. Back in 2020, things seemed to be coming around for Allen and his Shark team. They had a solid average finish, picked up their first ever outlaw win at Dodge City as well. But things tailed off in 2021 with Allen, uh, Allen's average finish slipping nearly a full position. He had no wins, fewer top fives, and a dramatically worse average feature start. We'll see if he can th uh, get things going in the right direction again this year, but it won't be easy with a stacked field of full-timers headed for Volusia. If Allen is indeed in, that pushes the field back to 14 drivers with the loss of Wayne Johnson. So right now, it's Sweet, Shots, Gravel, Macedo, Shuhart, Hoddenshield, Kinzer, Sides, McFadden, Zierfoss, Baston, Kane, Gas, and Allen. And speaking of shark racing, Allen's teammate Logan Shuhart showed off a new paint scheme over the weekend for his 1S at the Motorsports Trade Show in Philadelphia. Looks like they've added some new sponsorship on that car, and it's definitely a bit of a change for the 1S. The Outlaw season kicks off February 10th at Volusia for Dirt Car Nationals. There are two items on the streaming schedule today. Dirt Vision has the iRacing World of Outlaws World Championship from Weed Sports Speedway, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.